Your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Matey, voice of the Colts. How you been, partner? I'm good, buddy. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. What's up? We're getting ready to go to Boston. We'll talk about that later. Got some entertainment news coming up in the show. Hopefully we can sprinkle in a little Cincinnati Reds talk. <laughs> Always. All right. A little dab. Let's talk know? about how, what a job David Bell is down Big there. Big game tonight. Doing, oh, God. First game after the All-Star Let's break. Let's go, boys. the Brewers back-to-back, front and back, sandwiched between the All-Star break with the Brew Crew. I am not looking for the bad in this team at all, but I will say this. <laughs> give me another arm or two. Oh, yeah, or three. <laughs> Just give me another arm or two before you go into this playoff hunt. And good on you, Red Legs, because – I'm telling you, they're getting the uh, the surrounding states that are around yes, Ohio. Are. Red's country. All Let's of a go. sudden, you know, yes, you got – And Joey Votto, you know what? I, I had an <laughs> argument that almost led to fisticuffs a couple of months ago. Oh, that's an exaggeration. He, he's, that is an exaggeration. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes, I mean, he he's is. he's going into the Hall of Fame. Plus, yes, he's a lot he of fun. All right. Baseball talk Incredibly on the back burner. awkward guy, though. Very yeah, awkward is. human being. I heard an interview with him the other Very day. Very awkward. It was so funny. He was, like, talking about the weekend. That's all he wanted to talk about was <laughs> the artist, the weekend, rather than the run that the Reds had right. been on and about his love for him. He's, you know, reciting lyrics. Like, and great ball player, eccentric dude. Yep. You know, entertaining, funny. But also just awkward. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Very much. But he'll be waltzing into the Hall of Fame, Joey Votto, when it's all said and done. And by the way, I'm sorry. I know this is a football show, but Max Clark, number three overall. Mm-hmm. Out of where you went to college. Yeah, Franklin, down in Franklin, Indiana. That's right. And my Detroit Tigers, who are now on the back burner <laughs> because I've jumped on the Cincinnati Reds bandwagon. Yes, sir. Now, they got the young kid. What a phenom he is. He runs like the wind. He's got Absolutely. a hose on him. He throws seeds. He's going to hit for power. He's going to hit for <laughs> five tool. Five tool. That's what I love. Just playing. like you on this show. Let's go, boys. Let's talk some football. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to preview the training camp coming up in a couple of weeks, and you can find out all the information on Colts.com. Make mm-hmm. your plans with the family and the kids and everybody. You've got aunts and uncles from out of town. Bring them out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to be talking about the defensive secondary of this Colts defense. You talk about a few holes that need to be filled, Mate. Yes, sir. Who are they going to turn to at cornerback? Isaiah Rogers, gone, suspended, 2023 season, released by the Colts. Don't forget Faison. Yeah. Brandon Faison gone. Stephon Back Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, we, those guys, that's a lot of reps over there. Also going to hear from Kenny Moore coming up on in the show. But, Mate, we talked about this defensive secondary. Second year under Gus Bradley. Yep. Let's start there with the Isaiah Rogers departure. Who are they going to turn to at the outside cornerback position? What does this defensive secondary, especially on the outside cornerback position, look to you? No, you're right. I mean, no position group is more up in the air than this defensive secondary, particularly at corner. And I think it's going to be a fluid situation, meaning that the guys that are out there day one of training camp, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the starting defensive secondary week one of the regular season. I mean, now that the top three cornerbacks from last season are gone, that means your only consistent starter that returns is Kenny Moore, and he's primarily a nickel corner. So you look at a Dallas Flowers. There he you played go. 174 snaps to end last season. Got more of a run on defense towards the end of last year because of injuries. Uh, Daryl Baker Jr., he was on the Colts practice squad last year. Played a bit on special teams. He was running with the first-team defense in the spring, but I think that was primarily because you had some highly touted rookies that were unable to be out there because of injuries, right? You had Juju Brents, Darius Rush. They were banged up in the spring. I think it's going to be wide open right now, and you don't have any concrete answers going into training camp. Every day of training camp, every day of those joint practices, 
with either the Bears or the Eagles, those are going to hold a lot of uh, important chips, if you will, in putting this this puzzle together on who is going to give the Colts some stability at cornerback given all that you lost in the offseason. Mate, we got rookie cornerbacks that are going to see the field this year. Obviously, Juju Brents. You talked about Darius Rush. Which one of those rookies is going to make the biggest impact? And, and the reason I'm asking that is, of course, you're thinking the second rounder is going to be, and he's a freak. He's got a long reach on everything on Juju. Uh, obviously, couldn't go at it when the, the OTAs were going on here, but right. guys need to play reps. You mentioned Flowers and guys that have been here with Baker, et cetera. How much do you think about Darius Rush coming in and making an impact? Yeah, I mean, I think both of those guys squarely in the mix. And, again, unfortunately, they were unable to participate in the offseason workout program. Not sure where they stand going into training camp. But I still think it's probably Brent's because of where he was drafted. He's physical. He's an athletic specimen. Posted a relative athletic score of 9.99, making him literally one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the history of the draft. So. You love the way that he plays. And just like all the other cornerbacks drafted in this class, really big wingspan. For mm-hmm. Brent's 83 and 5 uh wingspan, 99th percentile for cornerbacks measured at the Combine in the last two decades. And don't forget about Rush. Don't forget about Jalen Jones, who the Colts drafted in the seventh round. Um, but I think if he's available to play most of training camp and the preseason, I think Brent's has a chance to be the starter I think Rush will will fight for playing time just because of how he's wired and the traits that he has as well. But I think Brent is probably your guy on paper that you like to see the most impact. We need Rush to do something, though. And, Matt, getting him in the fifth round, obviously they talked about this before he was drafted. Huge size, physicality, and a high motor. Shows all strong ball skills at the catch point and the ability to track deep throws, meaning he can run. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic fit. All the uh, experts out there had called for this Gus Bradley defense. So we are going to be looking for you know these rookie corners to make some sort of impact, whether it's Brent's, whether it's you know Rush and so on. And find out who's going to fill out this roster let's go deeper julian blackman yeah making the switch from free safety to strong safety yep. this offseason huge news it's just in the Colts community it's like a guy going from wide receiver to tight end a little bit matt <laughs> i mean it really <laughs> is bit, on the defensive bit, yeah. side so all eyes are going to be on blackman do you think he's the front runner to start the season at the at the starting position rather to strong safety? yeah i do and i think to your point i think this is a fish and water move for julian blackman i think moving from from free to strong that's big, and he can do it considering his his versatility, his athleticism. He's also physical, right? He's a willing tackler. Um, he's a guy that loves barking. He loves to communicate. He loves to, to get guys lined up in the right areas. And I think, Jeffrey, he's just one of your best overall defensive players. He's just a really good football player, so you just want to find him a position on the field. Just get him on the field, and I think with the emergence of Rodney Thomas last year at free safety, that has allowed the Colts some flexibility to experiment with Julian Blackman at strong safety, and by all accounts in the offseason workout program, it's going pretty well. And personally, for Blackman, it's a really big year for him, right? He's going into the last year of his rookie contract. He's going to hit free agency in the offseason. If he plays well especially this year at strong safety, that could be a big feather in his cap. He could say to other NFL teams, he could say, hey, I can play free, I can play strong, I've even played nickel corner. Cha-ching. Yeah, there's nothing I can't do, and that would make him very attractive in free agency going into uh, next offseason. And so I know we're going to talk about Nick Cross here in a minute, but that would certainly make it interesting for the Colts in deciding 
what they would do with Blackman and Nick Cross, knowing they've got him on a rookie contract for at least two more years after this year. Yeah, you brought him up. Keep going. Nick Cross, got, we saw what happened last year. Early in camp, early in the season, he was the guy, and then that sort of went south a little bit. And, hey, it's a, it's tough to go from the college game to the professional game. Right. Some guys prosper in it and thrive, and some guys say, hey, I need a little bit more time. Where are we at with Nick Cross? A lot of people like him. Great size, great physicality. Well, yeah. Athlete like he is. What about getting a guy like that on the field, mate? And like you said, Rodney Thomas and Blackman, potentially the starters last year. What's it mean for Nick Cross? Well, the Colts loved him. I mean, they moved up high in the draft to get him, right? They traded up in the third round in 2022 to bring him in here. And he was looking good in training camp last year. It appeared that he was the front runner to start. In fact, he did start the first couple of games. But then in week three, the Colts prioritized, you know, wisdom and experience and leadership, uh, moving to Rodney McLeod at that position, and then he just never gave the position up. He played very well. Every day is going to be a competition in training camp. Played very well last year on special teams for the Colts. In fact, he led the team in special teams tackles last year with 10. So, again, I just go back to what I said. It's going to be very interesting to see where the Colts are at between Blackman and Nick Cross once this season ends because they're going to have to have a decision to make on Blackman in free agency potentially knowing they like Nick Cross, they moved up to get him, and he still has two years left on that rookie contract. All right, Nick Cross, we know what time it is. Maytay, we got to talk about the leader of this defensive backfield, a fellow that you and I are going to sit down with in a minute, but Kenny Moore coming back from year one in Gus Bradley's defense year two yeah no doubt about it and we're going to hear from Kenny Moore coming up in just a second I think it was a good off season for him very candid in the spring about how last season went and wanting to get on the same page with the coaches and the staff on how he can be more of a playmaker and have more of an impact in this defense more so than he did last year last year just so up and down off the field and on the field I mean last spring obviously had the hold in if you will if you want to call it that over the contract And then last season, didn't record a turnover, passer rating of 117. That was the highest number of his career. Missed five games with that ankle injury and just said at the end of the season that he and the coaches just didn't click. Well, I think he's kind of rectified that here in the offseason. He's back for another year. By the way, he is the longest tenured defensive player the Colts have going into his seventh How season. How about that? Young Kenny Moore yeah. poached right now. He wasn't poached from the New, New England. England. Yeah. He was poached from New England. Come off the, that's not a po- You know what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, like, we didn't take him off the practice squad. But as soon as he got cut, Chris Ballard jumped on it and loved Kenny Moore coming out of Valdosta State. Absolutely. It doesn't seem like he's been here that long, mm-hmm. but seven years, he's a leader, and he's going to have to be the biggest leader in that secondary because of all the newness around him. I just think Kenny took some time to reflect, and now he understands what he needs to give to this team. And I think the Colts also have a better understanding of what Kenny can do from a versatility standpoint in this defense as a playmaker and utilize him better. And I think just everyone seems to be on better footing going into this season. Excellent. We're going to hear from Kenny Moore coming up in a minute. That's Matt Taylor right there, folks. Voice of the Colts. He's getting ready. Don't forget, we got the 5K, the Colts 5K coming up year in and year out. It's 11th annual Indianapolis Colts 5K run slash walk. If you don't want to run it, 
grab a, grab a soda or whatever iced tea or whatever adult <laughs> beverage and have a stroll in the park for five uh, kilometers. Grabbing a soda might <laughs> defeat the purpose. Just do what you what? want out there. Just anyway, get out there. It's now open. Colts5k.com. Please register all in-person events. They're going to take place at Lucas Oil Stadium. On Saturday, August the 19th, participants are going to finish the race on the 50. Enjoy a post-race celebration. Receive a finisher t-shirt, a medal, and a ticket to the Colts home preseason game versus Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus later on that night. We're coming back in a minute, and when we do, we're going to continue to talk about this secondary with Kenny Moore the second. He's going into a seventh season with the Colts. He'll talk about his offseason and getting on the same page with the Colts defensive coaches during this offseason workout program. 93-5, 107-5, the fan. We're giving you all you need to know on the Colts. This is The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Matt Taylor, a man that likes heavy guitar work. Good pull on this one. Big fan of Joan Jett. Joan Jett this doing a, a cover. cover. Yeah. Sly and the Family Sly. Stone. Many hits Sly and the Family Stone. Nobody's playing this song right now. Nobody. Nobody, Zero. except you may yeah. say. Zero. Well done. Props to Sly Stone and Joan Jett. She's still <laughs> out there, brother. <laughs> Everyday people. Hey, welcome back. We're the last word right here. Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Single game tickets, folks. They're on sale now, along with the annual home matchups against the regular AFC South. Guess what? The Steelers are coming in, the Browns, the Raiders, the Rams, the Saints, and the Buccaneers, all at Lucas Oil Stadium this season. Get your seats today. It's easy. Colts.com slash tickets or Ticketmaster.com. Time now to sit down with Kenny Moore. Uh, it was a few days back because everybody took off for the island and everything. And before he went out the door, <laughs> yes, sir. I said, Kenny, you said, Kenny. I said, hey, man, can we just catch up a little bit? Find need, out about this. We need this? five minutes, pal. Yes, and we talked about some things. He discussed why he thinks the Colts secondary is poised for a great season and the leadership skills that he brings to this young defense in year two under Gus Bradley. I think like anything, you got to do your um, due diligence. You know, having the first year in the defense on to the second, uh, it's a lot of things that we can clean up, a lot of communication that we can fix. And uh, just having that extra time with the guys, uh, obviously hanging out off the field and then even on the field or, or in the meetings, um, every second counts. So, you know, just telling the guys, you know, the way that we win the football games in the fall is right here in the spring. So uh, just trying to make every day count. Obviously, I wasn't here last spring, but mm-hmm. uh, being in the room now, being on the field now to, to build that time with the, the teammates and, and, and have a, a shown face and uh, just to build that time, um, it means a lot to me personally. Last year obviously didn't go the way from a team perspective that you guys wanted to go. Certainly from an individual standpoint, last year didn't go the way you wanted it to go. How much communication was there in the offseason between you and the coaching staff to make sure this year collectively everything was trending in a better direction for 2023 as it pertains to this defense and your involvement inside of it? I mean, just to be right here sitting with you guys, um, a lot of communication had to take place. It was very important to me individually uh, just to honestly just wind back the timeline and talk about everything that that Mm -hmm. took place. And um, just to, you know, be able to own up to everything and on both sides, you know, just have that open space that we can, you know, talk about what was wrong with me or them or all of us, you know, spiritually, emotionally, uh, mentally, 
everything that 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 transpired and um just to be able to clear the room mm-hmm. was uh something that I'm thankful for just to be able to have a vo- a voice. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, the, yes, the coachy the I mean Ron Miles and Gus Bradley, they've talked about they got to do their part to put you and everybody else on defense in the best situation possible. How much respect do you have for those guys to have the flexibility in order to to listen and to learn and to grow and hear from the players i mean just to be in a workplace where you know we can you know state how we feel Mm -hmm. and then you know you stand on that and then be able to hear from somebody else's point of view you know maybe down the line uh something happened and you didn't know how you know they really meant by you know those actions or they didn't know how i meant by you know whatever i said or whatever i did um but to just you know backtrack and just be in a respectful place to where we can be on common ground um, that goes a long way and it's something that I'm, I'm truly thankful for you know once again just um, being side by side and trying to you know win some ball games. Kenny you're a veteran gone is uh, is face on gone is Gilmore you look in that room now you got some young guys around you some big young athletic guys that we got out of the draft as a veteran is this something a role that you take or does it just kind of happen the way it happens? These guys are going to be looking for some direction. Obviously, following you, you're a top 100 player in the NFL. So they see somebody who spent over five years in the league. Is that a situation or a role that you'll take? Any role that I have on the team, you know, every year is different. Um, I'm going to take that role and I'm going to treat it with honor and respect um, just to be in this seat, just to just to be in this, you know, this type of blessing. Um, you know, we got Julian Brents coming in. I I was just talking talking to him a week and a half ago about some other stuff that, you know, we had some stuff off the field and just to get to know him. And obviously we drafted him. It's, it's like, dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like we were just <laughs> Thank talking. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I, I, we got some mutual friends and, you know, I, I gained to know that he was from the east side of Indy mm-hmm. and, you know, he was from here. And, uh, you know, just to have him in the room, I got a familiar face already. So uh, just to – I just want to let the guys know, and, you know, I talk to them every single day. Like, we got to do this together. Like, it's not me, you know, telling you guys what to do or how it's, you know, going to be done. But, you know, I'm more so lead by example, and we're going to take charge like that. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I I do got to lead more uh, in a a bigger role. And, you know, just having the guys over to the house, um, spending more time with them in the training room or uh, before or after practice, um, having that communication through text, you know, and on a daily basis, uh, and just getting everybody to to honestly just be more open and have more communication, um, you know, whether it's during the week or on the weekends, just, just getting to know each other because I know, mm-hmm. you know, when the bullets start flying and we're on the field and it's third down, we got to have it. And we, we, we're dependent on each other to be in certain spots. Like, I got to – I got to know that you're going to be there and I got to go harder for you. So, you know, the more time mm-hmm. that we spend off the field, the more time we spend on the field, um, just just putting that time in, the better we'll be when when things, when we're, when our bats are against the wall. Colts fans, we have a great one here. Uh, one of the best best guys, like I said earlier on, on this roster is Kenny Moore. Lucky to have you. That's love. Appreciate you. Love the young man. Watched him. We, it's a guy we watched mature right in front of our eyes, mate. No to go from a young guy who's happy to be here and making plays to go to a locker room leader like he is and these young young men around him. I'm talking last year, even the year before, all looking up to him. And that includes Stephon Gilmore. That's right. Without Gilmore, without facing Isaiah Rogers and his situation, even before that, Kenny was a huge leader in the secondary, but obviously even more so now with those departures. And all the rookies looking up to him, Dallas Flowers, Daryl Baker Jr., all of these guys want to turn into Kenny Moore and have the career 
that he's had to this point. So he's going to be a leader vocally, but also setting the example on the field on how to conduct yourself like a pro for all these young guys. That's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Don't forget to download the weekly Colts official podcast featuring all the latest news that you need. You can do it on Colts.com, Colts mobile app, and, of course, the Colts audio network. When we come back, folks, we're going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding – I'm doing that last tease again. Three, two, one. When we come back, I'm going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding Rodney Thomas's fantastic rookie season out of Yale. Yeah. The football, I mean, just powerhouse hotbed. Don't forget that. Rodney Thomas coming out of Yale. we got a Forum Credit Union question of the week coming up on him. We're also going to talk about Jim Ursay's weekend in Boston. Mate, as soon as this show ends, I am headed <laughs> to the airport, my friend, <laughs> to head to Boston in a big Jim Ursay concert collection event yes. that's happening at TD Garden. It's going to be some fun stuff, and I'll tell you more about it after the break. For Matt Taylor, I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is The Last Word, 93.5-1075, The Fan. This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. All right, welcome back. This is The Last Word, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Matt Taylor right there. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Don't forget, make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis Colts. That's Peter Wolf. Yeah. That's the Jay Giles band right yes, there. Sir. Yes, sir. The reason I think you're playing that, Mate, is... That's a good segue for you. Peter Wolf is a special guest of Jim Irsay's this weekend in Boston Love at the Peter Jim Irsay. So we're going to be hearing some of that. I'll talk about that in a minute. First, I want to get to the Forum Credit Union question of the week. And don't forget, we're brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts. Proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Let's go to this credit union question, and I'll talk some Boston. Colt safety Rodney Thomas, who we spoke of earlier, he recorded a team-high four interceptions in 2022 as a rook. Mm-hmm. Before Rodney, who was the last Colts rookie to record four picks in a season? That's got to go back. I'm talking, yeah. you're going right around the odd, right? I mean, just a little north of the odd. Okay. You know what I'm saying yeah, when I say odd, I do, right? I, do. Um, I think that's the right thing. Isn't that 2000? Yeah. It can't be Darius Butler because he wasn't a rookie with the Colts. Right. I'm going to say uh, Marlon Jackson. No, good call, he, he though. He was a safety, though. He was a safety, though, but I'm just uh, saying. Melvin Bullitt. Oh, good one from Melvin no? Bullitt. No, no. Bob, Bob Sanders? No, Jason David. Wow. Jason David out of the state of Washington. What year was he a rookie? 2004. Okay. 2004. Remember him well. He went on to play with the Saints. He had a lot of primetime games, I remember. Yes, sir. Jason David, this one goes out to you. Don't forget the Forum Credit Union fan forum section of the Colts.com. You can interact with the other fans online, post a topic to participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping member live their financial dreams. Jason David, hats off to you, kid. You came in here. You played well for a few seasons, made a couple of bucks around the league, and off he goes. Mayte, speaking about a couple of bucks, you don't need it in Boston this weekend. <laughs> you don't you. need it. God, you are such you a pro. You don't need it, That's okay? Right. You don't need a couple of bucks in Boston. Why? Because Jim Mercer is going to put it on for you. He's not buying drinks and hot dogs, but it's a free event. It's at the TD Garden. But you're getting in for $0. That's right. And Matt Taylor, Peter Wolf, who we heard on this intro when yes. we were coming back from break, will be a special guest along with Vince Gill, along with Kevin Cronin, playing their hits, along mm-hmm. with the Jim Irsay collection band called The Collective. That's, of course, Kenny Wayne Shepard. Don't so forget good. Mike Mills, Mike Wanchek, Tom Bukovec, Kenny Aronoff on drums, and then all the collection that goes around. It's going to be a great night. We gave away some tickets on uh, John's show earlier yeah. in the week to that. Yep. Danny Bailey's a guy who's going to be going that. His daughter, Peyton, he kind of won the deal. So we're going to meet with them and have a handshake with Ursay, and it'll be a fun time, Matt. That's awesome. That's all, and that's all. Time. That's all the setup because 
it's coming back, right? That's right. September Thursday, 8th. Yeah, it's coming back to, to Indianapolis well, right before uh, the start of the regular season, just like last year, correct? September 8th is a Friday. Yep. September 9th, Saturday. September 10th, home kickoff for the, the Jags, Colts. Yeah. That's right. So the Jags are coming in on Sunday. Ursay's putting on an extravaganza on Friday <laughs> night. Got to clear the field and everything on Saturday. Matt, it'll be oh, great. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. That's a huge undertaking. It's a huge one. They're going to be working all night. Yeah, they, they are. As soon as Ursay's show ends at Lucas Oil Stadium, wow. they will not get out of there until about 9 o'clock the next morning as far as having an empty field. And then the NFL and Colts yeah. representatives have to come in and get that carpet right. Yeah, that's like the equivalent of uh, Doug Bowles and company having to go from the street course to the to there the, you to go the oval there you go right after the grand prix in the month of may a little bit anyway well we're, we're gonna have a fun time this weekend up there and don't forget you can get free tickets check out jim ursay collection.com so cool mate appreciate the time here i do have to catch a car get out to the airport find <laughs> good, myself good luck, going man. to boston get on the big bird. appreciate the time mate we're gonna do it again next week getting ready for grand park and the Colts training camp. You can find out all the information you need at Colts.com. For Matt Taylor, I'm Jeffrey Gorman. Coming up next, ESPN Radio, right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Yeah, I wait the day. Good fortune comes our way. And we're